This is the Coexist Podcast. This is the Coexist Podcast, and today we have Ashton, also Vision Elated, or Elevated, my bad. I don't know why I want to say Elated. Um, with us, who does photography and has like worked with me on a few projects, so we just wanted to get to know you a little bit more, ask you a few questions, tell us what you're currently working on or what you're looking forward to right now. Awesome. Thank you so much for that introduction. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. Um, like I say, it's nice to meet Ashay, and it has been great working with Sakani, especially that paint the parking event. I look forward to the next one. Like it's, yeah. I think it was really good, and I like you know got a lot of people out there, so I look forward to participating in that next one. Yeah, we want to do it in March. Next one in March. Okay, that's right around the corner. Yeah, like we had previously talked, and you had told us a little bit about like how you got into photography, like what your artistic talents are, if you could just like maybe elaborate a little bit more on that. On like the photography aspect? How you got into like art, like and doing it. Okay. Um, I always loved art, honestly. Like I like going to museums and looking at the art there. Um, I like live art, like the live music and paint art sessions, like, you know, not like the sip and paint, but more so like where you're watching like an actual real artist paint, stuff like that. So I kind of like that. Um, I say probably missed it, but growing up, I used to try to draw, but I was never good at it. <laughs> like I had like all of the like trace books. I had, you know, a lot of different things I was on. Back then we didn't really have YouTube much. It wasn't as big as it is now. I'm not that old, but <laughs> a little bit older. So, but we didn't really have YouTube. So I was like, just looking at different um, tutorials and things on how to draw and it just never worked out for me. So, um, and then my daughter, she's actually one of my biggest inspirations for photography. Um, I got, she wants to do modeling. She wants to do acting and stuff like that. So, you know, I was like, well, let me get a camera and, you know, I could be her photographer. Cause I took her to like a couple of, um, what are those things like, like the agencies, the modeling agencies. And then, you know, they want like, um, they want to do like the stock cars and things like that. And they charge like six, $700 for stock cars. So I'm like, well, you know, I could take her picture and then I could just bring it there with me. So like, I'll try that route. So, you know, that's how I kind of got into photography. So I started with sports and landscape. Um, I was doing, with the sports and landscape, I was doing volunteer photography for a refugee league. Okay. Uh, here in Jacksonville, which there's a lot of refugees, but it was for, I forgot the name. I'm going to get the name. I forgot the name of it, but it was a refugee league, and um, I was taking their pictures at all of their soccer games, and then I started doing landscape photography, just going out, taking pictures of nature, buildings, just any and everything, and then I take pictures of my daughter a lot, so that's kind of my, my biggest model, yeah. and then, you know, I kind of I don't really remember like how I got into working with models. <laughs> it was like um, when one person just recommended it, it was like, you know, you take good pictures. You ever, you ever try to like take pictures of models? And then I think that's how that avenue kind of picked up for me. Okay. So like when you're doing photography, do you usually have like a vision in mind or idea of like how you want it to go or like artistic view of like what you want to do with the photo? It just depends. Um, yeah, I definitely like it just depends on 
what the task is. So it's like, you know, sometimes I just pick up my camera and just go like to like landscapes and stuff like that, just to enjoy it, and, you know, capture cool things. But if I'm working with like a model, then yeah, there's like a, um, an idea behind it. Like I, I want to do shirts. Um, I want to put like models pictures on shirts. So like when I take their pictures, um, put it on the shirt and like have my my information have their information so it'll be like you know free promotion for us but it'll also be still be like a cool brand design as well so like that's kind of my kind of my ideas going forward working with models but it just depends on the situation um i definitely try to be creative and think outside the box um i like diy stuff so i've been looking at a lot of tiktoks for diy like different photography stuff so that's kind of why i had to put it on hold for a little bit because i feel like like when I want to do a photo shoot, I have so many ideas that I'm just not able to like physically do it right now and like build stuff and put stuff together that I, like I'm losing a lot of like my creativity when I for what I want to do because I'm not able to do it currently. Yeah, like what does your artistic process look like? Do you sometimes like you need time like in between projects to kind of like think of the next one or does it just like transition and change? Like how has it like altered over time? No, nah, my mind moves at a thousand miles a minute. <laughs> I think I have, I think I have ADHD, honestly, because it's like for me, honestly, I I can't really think of ideas until like it's like it's starting. If that makes sense. So like like I'll think of ideas casually, but until like like if a model hits me up today, like hey. I want to shoot outside in the woods and then that's when my brain is starting to think okay like we can do this we can have this prop we have this like it'll just like i'll just start thinking about all kinds of different ideas of how we can make that photo shoot pop and then even when we get there and start shooting it's like i start seeing stuff differently so that's why i, I tell models when i work with them i'm just like you know i'm not really your typical photographer like i'm not gonna sit here and like pose you this way hey do this and like get that angle i'm more of like you start posing and then I'll see stuff that you do or like I'll see how you interact with the background and things like that. And then I'll be able to put it into a different perspective, which is why I came up with the name Visions Elevated. Cause like, I feel like I see visions when I'm on the scene and like we're doing stuff, like somebody, like she might be walking or he might be walking past like a stool or like a tree stump or something like that. And I'm like, hey, walk past that again. And you know, I just see different stuff as it's happening. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like you kind of like work as you do it. You're thinking as you're going. Exactly. Ashay, do you have like questions? I had a question and then <laughs> my mind. But um I think oh man, you were talking before Sakani asked you the last question, you were talking about um oh marketing. And I wanted to know like what was your biggest lesson so far? with like business and photography, you know, just trying to do that business side of things. Cause not for all of us, but for some of us that can be really, really tricky as an artist, you know? So, yeah. Oh, ooh, that's, that's a good one. Um, honestly is, um, I feel like that's kind of another one of the reasons why I kind of just took a step back from it as well. Because like when I first started doing photography, it was enjoyable because, you know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not really in it for the money. Um, well, I'm not in it for the money at all. I'm in it because I enjoy it. 
you know, making money would be nice. We all want to make money, but it's like, I enjoy it. And I feel like when I started incorporating the business part to it, it stopped becoming enjoyable for a little bit because it's like, like you said, it's so much you have to do on that part that actually taking the photos gets put second. So it's like, all right, I took the pictures. Now I got to get them edited. I got to figure out prices. I got to get it to them. Like, you know, it's a lot more that goes into behind the scene work than just going out and taking the pictures. So I feel like that's kind of the tough part. As far as marketing, you know, I try to just create like a, a good environment. So I feel like a lot of the people, well, honestly, I like not trying to brag or anything like that, but I just haven't had like any really bad reviews from anyone I work with as far as like, you know, because you know, like you have creepy photographers, you have like, like I said, you have strictler photographers, people who just, you know, hey, pose like this, do that, look like, you know, you have some overly fun photographers who just don't like, they talk too much and don't get the work done. So, you know, I just feel like, I just feel like I just try to provide like a nice vibe, you know, professional vibe and like, I feel like in doing so, a lot of the people I work with have recommended other people. You know, people are always like posting my work, tagging me and stuff. And I feel like that's how my followers have grown. That's how like more people are starting to work with me. And like I have people like hitting me up like, hey, I, you just did this for my homegirl. Hey, you just did this for my homeboy. Like my little cousin, I just record, like I recorded his basketball games for him. And then now his little friends are hitting me up like, hey, you recorded this, you got pictures from that. Hey, you did this, like, you know, just, so I just feel like, you know, like my focus right now is just trying to provide people with the best experience I can. Cause you know, word of mouth is one of the best forms of free advertisement. So I just do it that way. <laughs> yeah, like when we had like the event and you did the photos for us, like it was so quick. I was just like the same day, like you came and turned around and like you had the photos. And like, even when we were shooting, it's like you have little ideas for things that I didn't think about. And I was like, oh yeah, that'd be a great idea. We should do that. Exactly. So like, I was really impressed with like how you kind of maneuver. Um, I know like sometimes people like enjoy like the over like the hype stuff. I'm like super chill. So I was just like, this is cool. Like I'm chilling, he's chilling. Like we get into work done, and then we were out because it started to rain. Exactly. Yeah, we transitioned real quick, got it done, and then got back to our day. So, yeah, you're pretty exactly, and 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 that's why, like, and that's I feel like. I mean, I guess it's a blessing and a curse. Some people like it, some people don't. You know, I but I'm just like a chill person. You know, I'm not really. Like I, I can turn up, have a good time, and I can relax. But I just, I just like to be more chill. So like when I shoot, like I like to play music, I like the vibe, I like the, you know, just make it relax as possible. But at the same time, like you said, get the work done and go about our day. I was gonna ask you because I know last time you talked about the fact that you have a full time job, you do photography, <laughs> and you have like you were doing like football I think you were like coaching yeah. football like we were talking so how do you balance everything man it's hard honestly it's um luckily the football season is over um, I kind of stopped like right before the playoffs because you know it, it was some drama that took place with the coaching and stuff like that but you know me and my whole actually he's calling me now I'll call him back but my homeboy Snee we're planning on coaching again um we're planning on coaching flag football um, and that's why I, I did want to talk to you about the basketball, too, because I, I really want to coach basketball, too. I've been wanting to coach basketball for a long time. Okay. But, um, how do I balance it all? Honestly, I just, 
stuff like that. I don't, I'm not a good, I don't balance it good, honestly. I'm trying, I'm trying like to come up with the schedules and things like that. I feel like the way I go about it though, is just, you know, with each, with, with each thing I do, I try to just give it a hundred percent and give it my best. You know, I may be tired or I may not, you know, start on time or, you know, be fully focused, but I just still try to give my best in it all, you know, cause like um, football season is over, but um, like I said, I'm still working. Well, right now I'm working overtime too. So I'm working like 50 to 60 hours a week. So <laughs> my little girl, she like she likes nice things for Christmas. So <laughs> I understand that. Pick that up when I just moved out of my apartment back with my family. So, you know, I love my family, but you know, it's nice having your own spot. So I'm trying to get out of here as quick as possible. So that's my nice thing. But um, honestly, it's, I'm, I'm, I don't I don't have an answer for that. I, just, I feel like I just wake up, get it done, and go with the flow and just try to move on to the next task and just make sure, you know, make sure that I'm trying to make sure that I'm not overwhelming myself because I like I have time for all these things. But at the same time, it's like I don't really have like a design, you know, organized planner or something like that that says, hey, you have this or that. I just kind of like, you know, when I get out of work, go to practice, go to practice, go to school, study finish that up so yeah like I know I have planners and I write things down I have to-do lists and then like it'll go out the window but like somehow it'll get done it just won't get done in like the time frame I have like set or like if I had it for 12 in the afternoon like I might end up doing at 12 at night but I'm like it got done exactly that's how I am that's because like I have a planner and I want to start using it um next year starting January I do want to get more organized and that's why I kind of took a step back from the photography business just for a second so I can organize it a little bit better um but yeah I do want to start being a planner but like you said it all gets done so <laughs> yeah yeah I got you Shay feel free to jump in like yeah I, my question is um like how do you know when the pricing is right with the experience that you've had so far with that you know I feel like that's another really hard part about business is the pricing like what's too low what's too you know if you had to help out a photographer that was coming into the game like what would you tell them honestly i'm not a good person for that one like i said i'm not in it for the money so you know if you talk to some certain people like certain people i have conversations with you know like when i do like charge for photo shoots they say i charge too little and then you know yeah because like like, like I said, I don't, I'm not doing it for money. You know, I work full time. So like, I feel like that's where I get my money from. What I'm trying to do with the business, I'm trying to build it up. I'm trying to grow with, I'm trying to have repeat customers, have, I'm trying to, I'm really trying to grow my following and grow my Instagram base and grow, you know, I feel like, cause once that grows, like if I have, I would rather have 10,000 people paying $30 than, you know, a thousand people paying like $50, $60, something like that. You know, it's just like, so I'm more focused on, building a brand per se so I'm not really good with prices right now because like I'll do like photo shoots like like for models and things like that sometimes I do TFP which is trade for parent so some models I work with you know it's like their time for my pictures and things like that and then some photo shoots I've done for like $30 or $50 for like two hour photo shoots and it's like that same photo shoot costs you like $150 per hour with like in a studio 
not even like outside the studio at like a different location you know i'm driving to that location and stuff like that so it's like you know like i've seen prices like 150 an hour 200 an hour and then you're only getting and sometimes they don't even give you all the pictures they give you like they give you like five edited photos and then like sometimes they'll give you like a hundred like you know not edited photos sometimes they give you all of them sometimes they just won't give you none they'll just give you five edits so it's like as far as like a new photographer, I feel like you gotta you gotta choose what you want. You know, if you're coming in and you want money, then I mean you could charge. Like you can start off seventy five an hour. Like people gonna pay for it because, like I say, your pro photographers they're charging two hundred an hour just for a one hour shoot and five edits. So you can you know you can charge up there. But me, like I'm not in it for the money right now. I'm just trying to build my brand, build my business. Like I say, get a following have repeat customers, have people like, man, I work with him, you know, he charged me $30 for an hour, and I got five edits and all the photos, you know, or, and then, because they're going to go tell their friends and tell their family, and like, more people, like, this. I feel like that's already starting, like, if I was still posting right now, like, I feel like, because people still hit me up for photo shoots now, and I just got to tell them, you know, I'm not doing it right now, I'm, I'm going to continue next year, so if you want to work with me next year, that's fine, but it's like, I feel like a lot of the people that's hit me up, like, you know, they've come from people like word of mouth, like, oh, I heard you work with this person. Hey, can you do a photo shoot with me? So it's like, like yeah, I just so did. You're a, kind of uh, building like your name. Sorry, I like, like you're you, building your name up. Like you're focused on like making sure people know you. And so, like, if you put up something, they're like, oh, like that's his work. That's vision deleted or elevated. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Instead of focusing on like, okay, I want. To like have a niche brand and like close-knit people know me and like I get paid like a certain amount and you have to be at a certain level to like get to me you're just like I want people to like know who I am no matter who you are exactly because um like I said once we get more into it um I could I know Shea probably doesn't really know like my overall vision and goals for like the vision elevated brand so we can get into that more but yeah I'm just focused right now on like the building right now so so I, I wouldn't be the best person to ask for that, but you you know you can start with your price is pretty decent. Like I've I've seen a photographer with no pictures on their Instagram and like a couple on Facebook charging fifty dollars for per hour for photo shoots. So it's like you know yeah. <laughs> it's out there. Did you want to talk about like your goals and like vision so I sh you can fill Ashay in like and then yeah you, I can you and her can ask each other questions. I can I can um I can go a little bit into that. Um, what I was gonna first say because like when you asked me like how I balance everything, I do have some new goals to balance as well. Um, I just started studying for the CFA, so to be a chartered financial analyst. So that's gonna take up a lot of my time. So that's kind of um, something I had to fit in my schedule along with the photography. And then, but I'll be graduating on the seventeenth of this month, so that'll take one thing off my list. So. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, <laughs> congratulations. It, it, it took a while to get there. It took a while to get there. Yeah, oh my gosh. Um, I kind of wanted to transition a little bit. Like we didn't really get into this on the last one, but kind of wanted to ask you like your viewpoints of how maybe I did ask you this. Like what it's like to be like a black man in America today. Yeah. <laughs> I love that topic. But it's a tough one though. Ooh, that's a that's a man. Honestly, it's it's tricky. 
say it's very tricky being a black man in America today. How so is it like the way like you have to maneuver with people outside of the community? You could talk about that or and you could talk about inside of the community. It's both, you know, it's both, like you say, like it's outside the community, inside the community, with men, with women, with like, like I feel like being a black man is like, you're held to so many different standards in America. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, no offense, it's like women want you to be this way, you know, then the black man wants you to be this way, then the black woman wants you to be this way, then the white woman wants you to be this way, then the white man wants you to be this way, then the whole white community wants you to, and then the whole black community is like, I feel like we have so many, so many hurdles. Wait, what do white women want? They they even get to say? No, I'm not. No, I'm not saying that. Like they get to say. I'm just, I'm just pointing out that everybody views the black man differently. Every community, each community has a different view of the black man. If that makes sense. Okay. Of course, like, of course, I'm just saying, like, like you said about maneuvering, just like maneuvering, like what you're doing, and like, like with photography. There's a lot of white women photographers, so it's like in the photography world, I got to maneuver different because you know if I want to get into certain aspects, like I know a guy right now, he works for a white photographer who owns like a huge photography business. So if I wanted to like kind of get in on that, I would have to understand how she thinks and how she views black men. Not in a, in, does that make a little bit more sense? No, that doesn't make sense. Like, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, they really need a piggy. They know what they feel the black man should do. Like, whoa. Yeah. We know oh, white well. men, they just feel like they can do that. But I was surprised I was surprised to hear white women. I really was. Yeah, and that's why I say it's it's everybody. Like, wow. It's everybody. You know, you have to dress a certain way, look a certain way. You know, like I applied to my job ten times. I didn't. Wow. I applied there ten times, and you know, I had like military experience. I had schooling, everything. And not not saying it's because race that I took ten times. You know, maybe I just didn't have something. But you know, I, I talked to the, like these young kids that come out of school, eighteen years old, or you know, fresh out of high school, get the job right away. I'm just like. You know, Wow. He's like, that's the like huge, that's a huge gap. And then like you have no experience out of high school. Like exactly. And I feel like I only got the job because they were at a point where they had to hire people of color. I mean, like that reminds me hard to work for a like a company like that though, because it's like, am I even wanted here? That would be in the back of my head. But then it's like okay, okay, gotta utilize this opportunity. How could you pay me? I don't care. You want me to? I'm not. I'm good. Looks <laughs> like it. That check. Hey, we good. Yeah. What you just said reminds me of um, Cutthroat City. Have you seen that movie? Like Ti's so. in it. I, it's about I it's about um, New Orleans after the hurricane. What this artist is going through after the hurricane in Louisiana. I never seen that. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the movie, he's going to all these like. No, it's not that he's going to like all these jobs, but it's just, you know, he's going to these jobs and he's getting rejected and he's like trying to look the part. He's trying to, you know, yeah, and that that's America. Like he called it um getting the white man's approval. 
you know? Oh, okay. oh my gosh, yeah. We've all been through that, you know? You know, but as a black man, I feel like that's a whole other different experience. You know, like only you oh. can speak on that. Yeah, and I'm a um. I was actually planning on because like we're working from home right now, so like I was actually planning on like my first day back in the office, going into the office like Jay Z. Like I was gonna wear like a suit, but I was gonna have like my hair like up and like all crazy like. And I was, <laughs> I'm debating on doing it <laughs> for like my yeah. first day. <laughs> hey, you know it's like. Show them out, show what like see what people say for sure. Like how do you stay true to yourself with all of these different voices and people that wanting you to be different things? Like how do you stay true to who you are or real talk? You code switch. Um, honestly, I just feel like okay, so there's two parts of that. Um, one, I just feel like I'm always be myself, regardless of who I'm around, who's like what we're doing. Like, no matter what, I'm always be myself. I feel like I believe in live and let live. So, like, if you want to go that way, if you want to do that, if that's how you, your mentality, how you operate, live your life. Do what you want to do. Like, I I really don't care. That's how you feel. And, you know, how, how people feel is, like, I care to an extent to not, you know, disrespect them, but I don't care enough to where I'm going to change my ways and, you know, could, like, conform to what they want. Yes. On the other hand, though, you know, I can, I do maneuver differently around certain people. Like if I'm with my homeboys and stuff like that, you know, we might talk differently or do stuff differently or think about stuff differently versus if I go into like a business meeting, like trying to, you know, get my photography bit built in. Like I'm going to definitely talk different in that meeting. I'm going to definitely, I'm, uh, I want to say carry myself differently because I feel like I'm, I always try to talk like, you know, respectful and trying to, I don't really try to use slang and I, I try not to cuss a lot either. Like I, I really cuss, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just one thing that never really stuck with me a lot. Like cussing, I just never really saw a need for that. But um, like, I just, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a definitely, I'm gonna handle the situation as it comes, if that makes sense. So like, I'm not going to change who I am. I'm gonna still be myself in that aspect, but you know, I may, be a little bit more respectful i may try to you know yeah not sound smart but i may try to you know throw in a little bit more like uh, like let them know that i know I, I belong here if that makes sense so yeah. like code switching right yeah you like fit the yeah. environment but also exactly. like you're gonna still be you no matter what environment you're in exactly like because like if i'm in a business meeting i'm gonna still be in there like laughing up a storm like i like to laugh a lot so i'm gonna be laughing like telling jokes and stuff but like i said it's gonna be more respectful i got you i got you i kind of wanted to ask like what is your personal relationships like with black men and then what are what do you see like relationships like with black women like just in general like how do you interact with them and like or how do you feel like they you said like they want different things from you so what would they what are they like usually trying to seek i mean if they're friends and if they're just like general people okay so so like what like and you said so what are my relationships like with black men like mm -hmm. like um honestly i like and that's why i say i feel like it's just all different depending on where you're at in life because you know it's like some people I feel like it just depends on where you're at in life and what you're doing, what they're doing. Cause I feel like some people don't really, some people don't really understand the, the angle you're trying to take in life or what you're trying to do. You know, like 
growing up, you know, we grew up in the hood. So, you know, we was doing stuff, you know, like in situations we shouldn't be in. We was, you know, just doing a lot of the wrong things. And I feel like, you know, you still have friends and family members and people around you that, you know, still involved with those types of things. And I feel like, you know, sometimes when they call you or when you're talking to them, to them you know, they don't realize that you're headed in a different direction or that you're doing something differently. So it's like, they still expect the conversation to be the same. They still expect to be like, hey, let's post up here and do this. And then you're you just like, you know, nah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go do this. Like, hey, let's let's go. Like, I'd be like, cause me, like I said, I like to travel and do stuff. So I'd be like, shoot, you know, let's go to a cruise or like, let's let's go look at some art. Let's go do something different than just posting up, hanging out, smoking, you know, stuff like that. So I just feel like, you know, it just, it's like you just got to have those conversations with people so i just feel like sometimes with not all black men because you know everybody's different but i just feel like depending on who you're around like i don't i have a small circle so i don't have that many friends you know i want to make more friends and i want to get out and branch out more but you know with covid and everything and you know i'm kind of like a popular loner so it's like i have i know a lot of people and a lot of people know me but if, if i just feel like you know i don't really hang out no more because i got so much stuff that I'm trying to do that it's like, if we're not out like trying to get some money, build a business, build a brand, or like doing something productive, then I'm chilling when I'm at the house with my daughter or I'm working on something, you know? I totally get that. Do you, when did that transition happen for you? Cause I, I know like for myself, it was just like, okay, like I was in school and then it was kind of like, I still want to have fun with my life and like do whatever I want to. And I wasn't really thinking about my future. And then it got to the point where I was like, okay, like, what I'm doing has to equate to my future and like the time I'm spending in it has to kind of equal either the money I'm getting, the people I'm surrounding and like, is this gonna help me later on to do what I wanna do or is this just yes, yeah. Um, I feel like it's always been like that for me. Ever since I was a kid, you know, like, like 12, 13 years old, I feel like, I feel like when I was 12, something clicked in me. <laughs> like. Cause it's like my dad left, well, I, I, well, he was like barely in my life as it was, but at 12, he like really disappeared. So I was like, you know, like I gotta make something happen. You feel me? Cause like my mom did everything she could, you know, we always had a roof over our head. We had stayed having food, but it's like, I wanted more, you know, like I always said, like, I'm gonna retire by the time I'm 35. I want to travel the world. I want to see stuff. Like, I just, I just want to be able to do stuff. I want to be like, I don't got to be a billionaire but I do want to be financially free by the time I'm like 35 or 40. Like I want to be able to, you know, for my daughter, I want her to have everything she wants, be able to go do stuff. Like she wants to go to Africa. So, you know, I've been trying to save up so I can take her to Africa. And you know, so it's like, I just want to be able to, you know, say, all right, let's take a week off and go here or let's do that. So I feel like ever since I was 12, I just always had that mentality. It's like every, it's like I had to, the older I got, the more, I had to change my mindset a little bit because like I was I was like always focused on money like everything I did is like I feel like I played basketball to make money I played cards to make money I went to school like everything I was doing I was trying to make money so I feel like I did have to change that mindset but I've always you know had that mentality it's like yeah. I ain't trying to be 35 40 working eight hours a day at McDonald's like <laughs> yeah you always wanted more for yourself that's good exactly yeah I was gonna see if I should have things but I don't know if what? What you have like questions or you want to jump in? Oh, um, really just on parenthood and being an artist, um, definitely being a black father and an artist. 
I don't know if those are two separate questions or the same question. You see what I'm saying? But um, however you want to take that. Um, I feel like I feel like it's pretty good. I feel like um, I feel like it. Like I said, it it aligns with my vision and it aligns with her vision. You know, like with my daughter, like I never pressure her to do anything or I never pressure her to like. Like I'm not gonna pressure her to be a model or be an actress. But if that's something she wants to do, you know, I'm definitely going to support it 100% and do everything I can to make her dreams come true. So, you know, I feel like it aligns perfect. Like me doing photography, she wants to be a model. So, you know, it's like I can take her pictures or I can t teach her different things. Or I definitely like, you know, I bring her around models. Um, I bring her to some of my photo shoots and things like that. So when she comes to my photo, so like she comes to the photo shoots, you know, it's like, I remember, um, um, I did something, I forgot what I was doing, but like I, I was having her actually like pose the model. So, you know, she was learning how to like pose the model. That way, you know, she can learn that for herself. So I feel like it aligns perfectly with what I want to do and what she want to do. So I feel like um, as far as like the artistic and parenthood, that goes well. Um, being a black father, I feel like it's, my daughter's mixed. Uh, she's half Puerto Rican. So she's mixed with black and Puerto Rican. Um, but I feel like, you know, that's another story. <laughs> I feel you. My daughter's yeah. mixed too. I feel it. <laughs> okay. What did she mix with? Oh my God. She's a St. Martiner, Dominican, <laughs> African-American, like Haitian, oh, a lot of Caribbean, a lot. a lot of, yeah, yeah. Because so yeah. aren't y'all, like, aren't y'all mixed too? Yeah, so... Oh, like that's a lot too. So like, um, we're Black American. Like my mom's Black American. She's also Native American and down her line, but you know how that stuff gets lost. And then my father is half white and half Haitian. And it, no, his mom is Haitian and Saint Martiner. Okay. And then my man, he's a Saint Martiner and Dominican. And what's Saint Martiner? Oh, I'm sorry. What's Saint Martiner? Yeah, St. Martin. It's an island. It's an oh, island. Oh, and the Virgin of... Islands, right? No, 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 no. Saint yeah. Martin. It's, um, it's, I want to say like past, I, I was going to say Hispaniola, but like Haiti and Dominica. And then like Guadalupe, like it's around that area. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Man, no that's... one really knows about it. It's hard <laughs> on us. It's yeah, hard that... out here. <laughs> but like, you know, there's Puerto Rico and then way, way down later, there's St. Martin and then the last island is like Barbados. Okay. So, yeah. That makes perfect sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, so like, that's like a, so they call it, they call it St. Martin's. Like, yeah. So, like we're St. We're Martiners. I said I was going to stop saying St. Martin because Christopher Columbus named the island. Christopher Columbus got really far and uh, far, you know. <laughs> and, um, I was just going to start calling it Swaliga again. But you can't find it at Swaliga. We'd have to find it at St. Martin. So Okay. Oh, I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that was, like, considered, like, a race. Like, that's considered what? <laughs> a race. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ethnic, uh, ethnic. Oh, yeah. Because um, our ancestors have been there for like over 200 years and so have my my fiance's his ancestors have been there over 200 years so definitely definitely yeah and do they speak spanish or like so a, a version of spanish um the the main language like our ancestors speak english but the okay. french colonized 
half of the island and then the other the dutch colonized the other half so he speaks french and english and then my grandmother speaks spanish and a lot of our neighbors speak spanish because they're from the, the dominican republic okay. or they use or they you know she came out of haiti and was in the dominican republic for a little bit as a kid so she speaks spanish so there's a lot of languages. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Your daughter's Caribbean too. Cool, That's cool. <laughs> oh, is it hard? Like, um, are you trying to get the Spanish down for your daughter, or like, uh, how's yeah, that I want, working? I want her to learn Spanish. Um, I was the other day about um, because like I do want her to be fluent in Spanish, and I do want to learn Spanish myself. So I haven't like trying to learn it. I've slacked off a lot, but I, I know a little bit of it. Um, is it juggling the, you know, the hustle, the job with the art, with the parenthood, like any of that, or like um, family members that may not get it? Like I don't know. So in the most in the most respectable way I can say this, it, it's hard due to the fact that you know, um, me and her mother are not together. That's why it's hard because it's like I like say, me and her, me and my daughters, you know, what we're trying to do and the goals and things like that, that lines up, but it doesn't necessarily line up when you're co-parenting. That's like that's the hard part because it's like you know, when you're trying to get her places or, you know, it's like my schedule may not add up and like she may be you know doing something or something like that. So I feel like that's where the hard part comes in. It's just being able to you know co-parent and like okay like I like you know. Like, since she's going to be a model and things like that, I always want her hair done. You know, I want her hair to, like, anytime she leaves the house, I want it done. And, you know, I've told her I pay for it, but, you know, it's like, it's, that's like a, a barrier in communication that we're trying to get through is like, okay, when is she going to get her hair done? Who's going to do it? Like, who's going to keep it done all the time and stuff like that? So I feel like the co-parenting aspect makes it hard a little bit because it's, it's stuff that I want done and it's stuff that, you know, I want her to have done and be done and, like, and the stuff that I want her to do, like I want her to, like, I want her to be in like different plays. I want her to go to auditions and things like that. So it's a lot of stuff that I want her to do, but you know I can't do it all by myself. And you know it's like I can't force someone to help me do it when they got their own life that they have to you know live and try to make work. So it's like that's the only hard part about it is is is. Like I say, aligning what I want and what she wants with the other parent in the situation. Any advice for um, young young men, young women going through that? You know, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be disrespectful either. You know, I feel like the best advice, the best advice I can offer is definitely, definitely develop some patience. It's gonna take a lot of patience. It's gonna take a lot of like, I feel like. A lot of what I've learned, because I have a lot of patience. Like, if you could, you talk to people, I'm a pretty patient person. Like, I, I'll take a lot. Before, it takes me, like, it takes a lot before I lose my cool temper. And even then, you know, I'm still going to go to the end of the world for and back for you if I care about you. But it takes a lot for me to, like, lose my cool. So I feel like it takes a lot of patience, you know. It's like, you really, in the heat of the moment, it's not, you're not going to think straight. You're like, you don't want to hear what they have to say. They don't want to hear what you have to say. I feel like a lot, what I do, I go sit back and I try to put myself in their shoes. I feel like that's the biggest thing you have to do. You can't put your, you can't just like, okay, this is what I want for my daughter. So this is what's going to happen. You know, I have to put myself in her shoes. It's like, okay, I know she has a life. I know she wants to do things. She wants to go out or she wants to go to school. She wants to take a trip. You know, I, I have to think about that. So it's like, 
maybe her hair can't always be done or maybe it's something that's stopping it so i can't just be like mad and get instantly upset that her hair isn't always done or you know when i borrow some shoes they get dirty outside or something like that you know it's, it's like it's different stuff that you have to just be more understanding and accept you're just like okay why did this happen and i feel like you can't do that by just thinking okay this is what i want so this is what i'm expecting because nine times out of ten what you want and what you expect is not gonna be the case <laughs> yeah well, again how does that affect your child that was great advice <laughs> said, how, does it, said, how does it affect i'm sorry what did you say your how does that affect your daughter like your relationship with the mom uh, I feel like my daughter is very smart. She is. And I know everybody says that about their kid. Everybody's like, my kid's so smart. My kid's they so are. smart. They <laughs> are my, smart. my daughter is extremely smart. I feel like she understands a lot more than she lets on. And, you know, like, she just she just handles it. And I feel like it does make her sad. Like, she does get sad about it. And, you know, she has told me before, like, you know, why don't we all live together and things like that. Like, she's asked me that. And, like, she said... We, when you get a house or me and mommy coming in and stuff like that so like we've had those conversations and it's hard you know i feel like she still doesn't understand that you know that's not a thing anymore and like kind of never going to be a thing but i feel like you know i feel like she understands that no matter what we're both going to do what we have to do to make sure she's okay at the end of the day you know it's like i feel like she she understands we both love her she understands you know we both care about her and that me and her are going to have disagreements. I feel like a big thing that I try to do is to not have those disagreements in front of her. So that way, like I said, it doesn't affect her as much. But even then, I feel like kids, they can feel stuff. They can feel yeah. when a vibe is off. They can feel when it ain't something ain't right. They can feel like even if you don't have that discussion in front of them, they they, they going to sense it. Like So I feel like it, it affects her. But I feel like the older she gets, the more she understands. And as long as we keep showing her, you know, that we both love her, I'm like, you know, it'll be okay, hopefully. <laughs> you guys have that forefront together, so that makes sense. Well, just with the fact that you you guys are both showing her that you love her. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that aspect. <laughs> I'm like, I, I love for her. Yeah. yeah it's, it's definitely there. I just feel like it's everything else is just you know, yeah. Day at a time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of wanted to ask, like, how is it with bringing in like someone else? like into like a maybe I don't know if you like have other people like meet your daughter or like if you're in like a relationship aspect like how you like integrate them into your life I have I mean in the beginning like uh, I feel like what I try to do I just try to be honest as possible with my daughter that's that's like I don't sugarcoat nothing with her you know I just I tell her what it is I tell her what's up like I don't because I don't want to lie. I don't want to beat around the bush with her. I don't want her, her to have to be guessing or, you know, kind of like, you know, like people have girlfriends and like they have a kid and like, they're like, oh, it's my friend or just, you know, some, I just try to be honest with her because, you know, that's what it is. You know, one thing I would never do, I don't just bring like random women and like a lot of people around my daughter. You know, you have to actually mean something to me to meet my daughter or, you know, I have to trust you enough for you to be around my daughter. So it's like, you know, but at the same time, it's like, I, I just include her in my life. That's the biggest way I do it. I just keep her included in my life. I don't ever want her to feel like she's left out. So even with like, you know, different events, like um, it was like a, 
like I was like helping out with this church one time. Well, I was helping out like it was like a group Bible study, and you know they were having like a a day at the um like a day at the at UNF. They were doing something at UNF for like games and stuff like that. You know, it's a bunch of women, a bunch of men, stuff like that. And I just brought her there, and you know a lot of the like women kind of levitated more towards her. You know, they were like, "Oh, she's so beautiful," and talking to her, things like that. So I just like I just keep her involved in my life, and you know. I talk to her about it, like let her know that, hey, if I have a girlfriend, like, hey, daddy has a girlfriend, or this is what I, you know, this is what I'm talking to and stuff like that. So I just keep her involved, you know, so she's, she, she, you know, she's okay with it. You know, it's just the other party, like they don't make it so easy. So <laughs> I feel like that, that's where the, the energy kind of shifts that and where some of the problems arise, you know, it's calmed down. Like at first it was like, it was like, is like you know they didn't want nobody around our kid but now it's more so it's like you know it's not really they can do about it per se so it's like it doesn't make sense to cause more trouble because you know i'm not happy if that makes sense yeah that does make sense and then um i had a question about when you know you get all these pressures and all this sorry guys <laughs> a little play thing <laughs> When you get all these pressures and um, just you know stress and you know things coming from you left angle as an artist, how would you how would you advise people to stay like present, you know, and like to keep going when all that is happening, like financially, the kids, like relationships, parents, like your your friends sometimes can get you involved in stuff. Like, how do you just stay present as an artist and like okay like this is difficult I'm really going through this but I'm gonna keep going I'm gonna keep make that, making those steps I feel like you got to get back to the basics like that's that's ultimately that's what I'm doing right now you know it's like that's why I put a, a pause on the photography stuff because I feel like it was honestly it was it was I wasn't expecting it to take off as fast as it, as it did. Not saying it's like huge or anything like that, but it's definitely a lot more active than I thought it was going to be. You know, I thought I was going to like take some pictures, work with a couple models, and then, you know, I thought it was going to like be like five, six months before the next model I work with or, you know, the next event I do or something like that. But it was like, you know, I work with one model and then the next model a couple months later. And then now it's like, you know, every other week it's like models like, hey, you know, I want to do a shoot. Or like with Sakani, I worked with her with the Paint in the Park event. And then I meet people there and they're like, oh, I'm about to do this. Um, so it just like, it started coming in. And I, I helped my cousin, because my cousin, he's a rapper, um, Young Preach. Follow him, like that's uh, my blood cousin. But like, he's a rapper. And I, I help him out every now and then. I, I go like do like behind the scenes pictures and stuff like that. And then like other people see that. Or like, you know, I'm always meeting someone or running into someone or, you know, networking, like, and it just started coming in quicker than I thought, <laughs> you know, it was like, and like you said with the prices, like I don't really have set prices. So people like, how much you charge, you know? And then when I'm out doing photo shoots, like I don't really like studio shoots. I don't mind them. Like I'll do them, that's what somebody wants. But I'm normally out in town doing photo shoots at like parks, um, like down in the city and things like that. So it's always people like, yo, what's your business card? What's your Instagram? how much you charge so it's like always people coming in for different angles so it's like I feel like like you said that pressure kind of cooked up a little bit and I was like dang I don't even have my website done yet like I'm trying to get my merchandise out like I need my prices set I need my like 
I'm trying to build a portfolio, but I'm taking so many pictures that is like, it's hard to keep my portfolio updated because like I have so many backlog pictures. Then I got to edit stuff and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, let me just get back to the basics and like take a step back and like, why did I start this in the first place? You know, why is this something I'm pursuing? Why like to just confirm that it's something I really want to do. So I feel like that's my biggest advice is go back to the drawing board, put everything to the side for a second and like, you know, just get back to the basics. And I feel like that's what I'm doing. I'm just getting back to the basics of, I ultimately got into this to, you know, help my daughter with her career, help her take off, get her in, you know, the position that she can be in, like take her pictures and do stuff for her. So, you know, I'm gonna get back to that. I'm gonna get back on track with, you know, building her brand and help her get to where she needs to be and, you know, doing stuff for her. And I'm gonna take some time to write out a business. Well, I've already like have like a sort of a business plan, but I want to write a more strategic business plan for the photography business. I want to be able to get more organized in my personal life, like Sakani was saying, with my calendar and use my daily planner that I bought. So I just want to get more organized and and a little bit in a better position. So like like you say, when people so when the pressure starts kicking in, I'm like, okay, throw that over there on the schedule. Okay, pin this on this day, do that. I, you know, I can just take stuff and maneuver it where I want it to be. And it won't be like, it won't be pressure. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm ready for this. You know? So I feel like the biggest thing is just take that step back and breathe. Like you gotta, you gotta come out the fire. You gotta come out the fire and breathe, you know? So <laughs> that's what I'm doing now. So I feel like that's my biggest advice. Don't, don't be afraid. And I feel like with me, and I feel like, like you say, it's good to have that side job or, you know, I feel like your business that you're doing or like your artistic ability, you know, and we all know art, like it's hard to make money in art, like it's hard to make money in art. So I feel like don't, don't put yourself in a situation where that's your main source of income right off the bat, you know, like, so I feel like that's why I can, you know, I can take a step back and if everything flops and people stop following me, if, you know, people, you know, don't want to work with me no more and things like that, I'm not worried about that because I feel like, you know, it's, it's not my main source of income. It's not, you know, what I live off of. So I'm good, you know, but at the same time, you know, I'm not worried about losing all those people, but at the same time, I feel like I've set a pretty good foundation, you know, I've left a good mark on some people. So I feel like once I do get situated and once I do come back into it, you know, I'll still be able to hit the ground while I left off at. Yeah, I mean, like, I totally understand, like, taking time to, like, reevaluate things or just get yourself together and then be like, okay, going back out there. Like, do you ever feel like you get to the point where other people are kind of pushing you in a direction you have to reroute yourself or you're just like, okay, I don't want to do this because I'm not trying to put this type of image out there or do you like, do you or don't you like have those situations? Um, not necessarily. Like, I, don't, I think like inadvertently, yeah. Like inadvertently, yeah. I feel like, you know, because like I say, um, I don't feel like there's no one particular like, hey, you should do it this way. You need to do it that way. You, need, you know, I because you know i don't really have that but i do feel like inadvertently there's people pushing me in certain directions with like the pricing with everybody asking you what are your prices what are your prices what are your prices it's like dang i need to come up with some prices like tomorrow right. or stuff like that so i feel like inadvertently you know the different pressures that come kind of rush you into doing something that you're not ready to do 
Yeah, that's true. Because you haven't really thought about it. So you don't want to just throw something out there. And then you have to keep changing it because it's not what you really wanted. Exactly. That makes a lot. Yeah. I get that. Um, kind of wanted to... Shay, do you have something new? Because I was going to switch. Oh, up. my gosh. Drop your Twitter. Drop your Instagram. Let us know where we can follow <laughs> you. Let us know how we're going to... You know, so we know when you do drop your website and everything. Exactly. Well, everything's on my Instagram. Um, Visions Elevated. Um, also got a personal Instagram that I'm starting. I'm trying to get. I don't think people are, like believe it's really me because like I did at one point I did have someone like make a fake page that was like vision or something, and so like everybody's like, is this you? Is this you? So I made a real second page called Visions Journey, and like nobody's following me yet, but it's okay. But so Visions Elevated, Visions Journey, um, my personal page. Like I want to start start like vlogging, um, doing travel videos, like exercise videos and things like that. Um, with that, I want to get like groups of people and like exercise and just do different things, do different challenges together and stuff like that. So that's another like side project I'm trying to do with my personal, but still kind of like branded a little bit. So like Visions Elevated, Visions Journey. Um, I would say follow my Twitter with the, uh, follow it with a grain of salt because like I, I just on Twitter, I say what I want to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of people are like, until exactly. Exactly. Very unfiltered. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> That's what Twitter's for. That's Very right. Unfiltered. And then oh. TikTok as well. TikTok visions elevated as well. So okay. I was gonna like ask you a little bit if you want to get into spirituality, religion stuff, but yeah, that's fine. Okay. Like, do you, you have like a solid base with with that, or like, do you feel how do you like you connect? In a sense to maybe like a higher, I don't know how you would, yeah, everyone has like a different phrase. That makes sense. Um, so my whole life I've been a Christian and I've been, you know, go to church every Sunday, things like that, um, grew up in the church. So my whole life I've been a Christian. Um, the older I get, the more, you know, it's like, it's like, I believe in God. I believe that there is a higher power out there. I do believe that. However, I have been more spiritual lately and just leaning towards spirituality because I just feel like there's so much, like there's like when you read the Bible and look at the Bible and you go to church, like you leave with more questions than you go in with. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, it's like, I thought it was supposed to you know, give me understanding and mm -hmm. things like that. But it's like, you leave and it's like, dang, I'm more confused than when I started. <laughs> yeah, it's like you go for maybe guidance and then you just come with more questions I get that because like, I personally like I've had times where like I'll like either try to go to someone that's religious or read the bible and then I'm like this doesn't make sense or like how I feel about the situation and how intuitively like I would address it you're telling me to do the opposite and I'm like exactly. this sounds like this is going to cause me more turmoil at the end or I'm like I'm going to be trying to live up to these guidelines but like this isn't this doesn't feel like this is what god or like the universe wants me to do you know it, exactly and that's my and that's that's why I, like i say so i just feel like you know i look at it i just feel like i've been leaning a little bit towards more towards spirituality because i'm just like you know it's like a lot of like the rules the requirements like the way you have to live is like it's so backwards because it's, it's like some people are doing this like i feel like people pick and choose what they want to do in the bible it's like all right, I'm not going to do this. Like people say you shouldn't deface your body. 
So it's like, you know, people talk about the fact that I have tattoos. But I'm like, well, you got your ears pierced. You got your nose pierced. You know, you have piercings. Yeah. I was like, you know, you're not supposed to have those. But I just feel like people pick and choose, you know. So I feel like, for me, like, I don't tell nobody to be religious or I don't try to, you know, make people religious and I don't tell people not to be religious. I just feel like, at the end of the day, you know, when we when we leave, you know, <laughs> we'll yeah. really figure out, you know, like, dang, I should have picked up a Bible or, you know, like. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just like, you, honestly, you don't really know if, like, you're going to get a second life or, like, or if that, like, exists unless you believe in it. And it's just, like, you get this one life. And so shouldn't you do what you feel like is going to be the best, like, for you and, like, to make the most out of it? I mean, yeah, it's like you kind of want eventually like you learn like what things like kind of to avoid and like to not go to but I feel like there's like a certain like path and then like if you kind of go in that direction and you kind of move more towards those things it's like your life is well elevated honestly like, you know, <laughs> I like, that. like yeah like you get like to a place where it's like okay this is kind of the idea I had in my head or maybe even like the someone else or like a higher like being had something better for me and like I didn't even think about this but like because you know I was listening maybe to my internal self or how I personally view spirituality and like things that are going on around me and the people I'm interacting with I got to that place rather than like trying to follow all these strict rules I mean with me personally just because like I'm like I'm not married like a lot of people like will come to me and like give me dating advice that are older so like that's my personal plight because like I don't really like drink or I stop and like I don't really have tattoos or other things but I don't really have you stop drinking oh that's good what you stop drinking yeah I mean I did it for health reasons but I guess I could have like had health reasons and still be drinking I mean I do it like occasionally like my birthday that's really good so like on a regular (laughs) basis no I'm like I'm not gonna get deep a drink um which like I definitely could have been but I understand what you're saying like on that spirituality level like you say like your internal takes you to a place you know to where you're headed I was like mainly like what I wanted to talk to you about like if there's anything you want to share Ashton before we get off or um anything you want to go deeper about they're like current events or like topics that you kind of want to address and tell the public um i like a little just a little bit about like you know visions elevated i like how you like used it and um like you said the elevated i'm like that's the purpose of the name and that's what i want it to be like i want people like when they see like the business and the stuff we're doing with it like they see that it's like you're elevating your life you're elevating what you do you know i'm not just taking pictures of you like for your instagram page or for your you know your modeling career like these are really elevated pictures like we're really doing stuff that's creative we're really you know doing things you know I feel like with business elevated I wanted to kind of be like Tyler Perry Studios you know I wanted to build into the like where we're doing movies shows like I don't know about plays like, I'm not gonna get that creative but you know like I do want to like film movies I do want to film shows I do want to like write my own like I've been working I, I started writing a book and a movie per se so I do want to do that as well once I get a little bit more you know time but I do want to work on that as well so I feel like business elevated is definitely like um, like I feel like it's going to be the brand and just to be on the lookout that it's going to be a lot bigger than what it is like it's definitely going to you know hold weight and when people use it or when people say stuff it's like okay yeah 
that's business elevated. So I play. That's kind of the you know the biggest mindset I have going into that is you know getting that out there. I am so excited for that. <laughs> like yes, we need more movies with like our perspective, and like, I'm just exactly. so tired of seeing the same old movies. Like the same yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. over and over. <laughs> Yeah. Keep writing your book. I know it's hard writing a book. Like, yes. why is that so hard? <laughs> why that's so I, feel like, I feel like it's because, I mean, I feel like depending on who you are, if you, like, most people that write books, like, this here. I'm sorry. <laughs> most people that write books, like, think a lot. So it's like, I feel like when you start the book, it's like, you, you're thinking about, like, the last page. And so you can't even get past the second page. <laughs> so at least for me, like I think about, the, I'm like, all right, I know what I'm gonna say for the last paragraph, but I don't know what to say next, or like the next couple of paragraphs and things like that. So I'm like, and then you just give up. <laughs> well, I'm wishing you like so much ease and flow with the whole, all of those creative processes. Yes, like keep doing your work and like growing it, you'll get there. Like we all start somewhere. So I'm like excited to see your journey and like where you take it and what you do. And I know like we're all like in the process of growing and just like learning. And it's like you have so we have so much like life to live. I feel like I'm getting old, but like knock on wood with that. Yes. We got so much more time. It's like so we've got to make our mark. So Important. And it seems like you're already there, you know, mentally. So as above, so below, like, it seems like, you know, it's just a matter of when, how, you know. Exactly. That's yeah. Timing. Wow. Very exciting. Yeah. Thank uh, you for that. Um, I did have a couple questions though, yeah. if it's okay. Yeah, go for it. Um, okay. So we can, we can start with um, Takani and then go with like to, Ashe. Turn the podcast um, around. I like it. <laughs> um, I, I did just want to ask, so like, given the fact that I'm a photographer in the artistic realm of things, what type of advice would you have for me? Like as a photographer? Like, like not specifically, like, not specifically like for, people or not specifically like to photographer advice, but just like from a, a business aspect as an artist, what type of advice would you have? And kind of, if you can, like tailor it to the world of photography. I know you probably, like, you might know a lot about it, you might not know a little bit, but just kind of like, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I guess, like, the photographers like I've worked with are kind of, but honestly, if like someone like makes me feel comfortable, like in front of the camera, like if I'm taking photos or kind of like gives me advice on like what I want to do, and like if they have aspects that they want to give me like from like a modeling perspective just from like because sometimes like I'm not a photographer so I don't really know like what's going on behind the camera but if I'm getting the guidance or a little bit of the idea of what necessarily they would want or like the look that they're they kind of want to see like even if I have an idea of like what I want to do it's kind of like I also would like the photographer to give me like help on like where should I be standing and the lighting and those type of things from a business aspect I think it's just honestly I realize like marketing and like planning your marketing is so effective like having an idea at hand like okay this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm going to execute in order for people to get to know me like I'm going to 
Like if you want to send out emails, you can send out emails, but a lot of times people don't like do like paper emails. They're not looking at that. So it's like, okay, how do I show my face and get people to see me and then contact me? But also after they contact me, what am I going to do about it to make sure the follow-up is there and then it's continuous and that they see like, this is what I'm trying to build. This is what we're going to do today, but also what are we going to do in the future together? Like we have already things lined up. So a lot of times, like I'll have conversations with people just to get a full aspect of where they are, what they're looking to do, where they see themselves in the future in order for me to understand, okay, how can we work together and also make each other better, but get each other to that next step. So I'm like, I'm not like, okay, like we're just going to do this today and then it's over. I'm like, what was the purpose in just a one time? I mean, some things are just one time and then it was good and it's over. But I like to see like long-term, like anyone like I bring into my circle, like friends, family, business, like I wanna see like, okay, this is gonna go further. And- I, gonna, I agree with yeah. that. So like that's, because then you have a, like a lot of things that you're trying to build. And so it's like whoever you're connecting with now, later on when you have like production company or you have maybe like you're even bigger with your photography or you want your daughter to network with people, whoever you're talking with now, you're like, okay, this is someone I would want, you know, maybe when she's older to be able to work with and do, like they said that they are gonna have these things. Like I want her to be able to be in them. So let me, you know, kind of get in where I fit in right now and go with the work with that. Even with all of my, most of my jobs that I really love, I was a volunteer because I just love to do wow. it. <laughs> and then I was like, I wasn't looking for a job, but I was, it like grew into that. And like that maybe wasn't like pre-planned, but a lot of times like with art, like a lot of things aren't pre-planned. And so like, you're just going off of things that you love. And over time I've kind of seen like, okay, if you have like the intention and like you do see yourself going further with it, it's good to let people know that because then they'll share more. And then, you know, maybe more doors will open up, like you never know. So that's like my personal like business advice. That's helpful. I appreciate that. That's, that was definitely useful and it definitely puts a good perspective on it. Yeah. Ashe? Yeah. Um, again, sorry for the noise. Are you fine? <laughs> but, um, I, I was thinking more like for your daughter. Like, do you know what Cocoa Girl magazine is? Cohort Girl? Cocoa Girl? Cocoa Girl? Yeah, Cocoa. Like um, Cocoa Butter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, Cocoa Girl magazine. So this British mother made a magazine for black girls, black boys. She has Cocoa Boy and Cocoa Girl. And it's so new. Like, I want to say maybe it started 2020. Like, it's new, new. You know what I mean? But it's so cool. I don't know if you, you probably don't know about like American Girl magazine. But Sakati knows. Yeah. I used to get <laughs> like were. I mean, they still have stuff, but like they kind of just show like different dogs. Girl, no, they don't. They're done. They're done. American. They're done. There is no no more. No, American I was in magazine. I was in LA, and they still have a store. They might have the store, but the magazine is done. Uh oh. Yeah, okay. yeah. I know the dolls. I've seen the dolls. Okay. Dolls. <laughs> okay, and like I remember growing up, and you know, like maybe there'd be a black girl in the magazine like once out of the season, but now she has it set up to where we're in all the pages you know what i mean we're on each front cover like it's for us and she started that in britain i think 
if you like, okay, I think like maybe trying to figure out how to contact them and they could, you know, they did this hair um, contest and they had girls from all over the world, like get a chance to get into the magazine and stuff like that. That might be a great um, way for your daughter to like start modeling, you know? And then also like outside of, of all that stuff, right? The lookbooks on YouTube, what people do, you get like three or five outfits, or you could do this on Instagram too. Is it a lookbook? A lookbook. You know what I'm talking about? I've never heard of that before. I know, right? Look, 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 look. Like, <laughs> you get three to five outfits. I usually see grown women doing them. But um, I'm seeing some of these girls that I follow from Cocoa Girl, because they're so, they're so inspirational. They're doing like their fashion stuff and they have their little Instagrams and, and everything. But if and you on that note too, um, I do want to uh, like put out my daughter's Instagram as well once like you finish telling me everything. Oh, like once it's all together and everything. No, like once you finish like telling me like giving because I'm writing down everything. Oh you're yeah. Saying. But also like I can like tell the podcast like my daughter's Instagram because she already has oh. her own Instagram. Oh. Like yeah. Oh okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So. You guys probably already had outfits and stuff. Wait, babe, give me a second. You guys probably already had outfits and stuff. Oh my God, sorry, y'all. <laughs> you get three to five outfits. Usually they do like, um, like this. these are my looks for winter. These are my looks for spring. You could do your looks for Black History Month. I wanted to do something for my daughter. I'm probably not going to be able to do it. But I wanted to do something for Kwanzaa, like a little lookbook for her for Kwanzaa. You know what I'm saying? Or Christmas, what, whatever you're into, you know? Christmas, whatever. And you just like, you either film or take pictures of these are the three new 2021 winter looks going on right now. She's sporting the shoes that are in right now for kids. She's sporting the hat, the scarf, the gloves that are in for kids right now. You could even partner with some people, some black businesses that maybe make clothes for kids or um, maybe Adidas. I don't know, you know, whoever you feel like cool to and maybe they could sponsor some clothes for your for your um, daughter. Yeah, and that's she could, something I've been wanting to do, too, is like, like, okay. get her like sponsored and something like that. That's definitely what I've been wanting to do as well. Yeah, yeah especially like some of these up and coming businesses. I even wanted to see if um, Cocoa Girl had stock, you know, and to try and put some investment, like get a share of their stock right now. That would be good. That would be so cool, right? I want to try and um, look into different black businesses and start investing money into like the black, the black businesses that I feel are going to be on the come up and make those shares for my daughter. That would, be, that would definitely be smart. That, that's my job. That's what I do, actually. I work at... Oh, Manhattan. yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you can give me, like, a list of, like, Black businesses and stuff that uh, I can, like... Well, I'll have to look at that. Like, I'm not... I'm I'm still, like, working my way up. Um, I'm actually... I just got promoted to be, like, a trade specialist. So I'm actually, what? like, about to start doing it daily. But, like, yeah. Oh, snap. Okay, because I'm trying to understand it and everything. I'm just, like, I'm literally just getting, like, my toes wet in that. So well, my, I actually started, so I was trying to, I want to start a Facebook group with like friends, families, coworkers, and things like that, where we all just go in and like learn, learn about the like stocks and things like, and investments, like investments in buildings, real estate, 
together you know like we just like put like different things we learn or like we find an article about like a business or a stock or like hey you know i'm about to buy this stock like i just found this not like telling people what to buy but more so just education like hey i just seen this stock was good here's some information i found and like you know we all just share it together like you say just like i, I, I want to start that facebook page like a community it just i just have to like i'm just waiting to like get more people interested in, in, into it but i do think that would be a good idea though because i have like a lot of friends that already invest in stocks and okay. want to learn more about it and like i said i'm learning it on my job and for like the cfa to be a chartered financial analyst that's going to be you know something wow. I learn a lot as well so it's like i want to use that as a platform to give back to people too so yeah, that's that's the type of friends I'm looking for. Like people who want to talk about stock and investment. Exactly. Yes, like so. Put me in that group, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do want to start it. I'll see. Um, think about it, like next year, but I could definitely add y'all to it as well. Okay, cool. What I'll do is I'll send I'll send you like like the Cocoa Girl link, and I'll send you a lookbook on YouTube so you get an idea. I'm telling you, you could. These lookbooks be kind of uh, dry. I, like I man. appreciate that. I'm, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm gonna need that because I never. I didn't know that was a thing. A lookbook. Yeah, my, it's my, my, Yeah. My daughter has. She has a lot of clothes. <laughs> I, she like, does. I'm okay. Like, yeah, she has. A, I, I. I love Ross. Ross is one of my favorite stores. I go to Ross and then like a lot of the boutiques and stuff like that. I, I try like you said. I buy their clothes from Instagram. That way I can like when she wears them, I can like tag them and stuff like that. Oh, cool! I know like, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and then you're supporting like it's like local boutiques and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Just like random ones on Instagram, like who like sell different stuff. Like I'll have her wear them because like I know, like I said, I was doing it a while when we first started, and then some of them, you know, like they repost their pictures or stuff like that. So, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Oh, and don't forget about Instagram ads. I hear that works really well. Yeah, I use those actually. I like I know one. Like, so one of my pictures, like, I was just trying to see what it's like. So I did like $5, but like the picture uh -huh. had like, I think it was like 30,000 views or something like that. What? About $5. Wow. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I, I didn't keep using it because it's like, it was a little awkward. It was like, this picture has 30,000 views and the rest of my pictures have like 100 views. So it was like, <laughs> it was weird. Wow. Okay, cool. Well, that's all I got. Yeah. yeah, I truly appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll send yeah. you the um the Spanish thing too. Okay. Yeah. Wait, do you guys have each other? Yeah, like once I I can pause it once like I do the wrap up and then you guys can share information. Oh yeah. Okay. Let me um. I guess I'll just text it right now. My stuff. Okay, that'll work. And then I did want to do a reverse uno. Um, <laughs> I, so the question that I was asked, um, and we can start with a shade first, and then Sakani can answer it. Um, what is your perspective on Black men in America today? Oh, God, in America? Well, just Black men in the world. But in, in Why the do world, I have to answer I mean, this first? <laughs> Because um, yeah. so I kind of started last, first last time, so like, and there may be a follow up to that. So, like, what is your perspective on black men? Yeah, black men in the world today. Okay, because yeah, my fiance is Caribbean, and um, you know what? We were we were having a discussion at In and Out, and he got he got triggered because we were talking about like the Black Panther Party. We were talking. Are y'all in California? We're in California now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's the only place I've ever like seen November. 
I, that's the only place I've ever. I'm sorry to like sidetrack. Oh, in and out. Like, people like it's not that good. It's like another McDonald's. It is not that good. <laughs> I can say, say Waffle House isn't that good. It's not. It's not Waffle, about it's, that. It's, but Waffle it's House, like, but you go to Waffle House at two in the morning to sober up. Like that's that's why we go to Waffle House. Like that's what you do. In and out's like that for us. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you got to think of In and Out like Waffle House. Okay. That's yeah. why I tell a lot of Southerners like. But, it's like a Waffle House for us. But when I was in the military, like those guys, like the guys on my ship, they like, like when we were going to California, they was like, oh, I gotta get an In-N-Out burger, dude. Like that's the best burger ever with the monster fries. And I was just like, it's just a burger with big sauce. Like, <laughs> I'm not mad at that. For me, it's just like, it's like one of those places you go to as a high schooler and, you know, after prom or something like that. And it's okay. just nostalgic. Like Waffle House is nostalgic for y'all. It's just a nostalgic place. That's all. Yeah, that makes sense. I just like people be hyping it up so much. You be, I was expecting to go yeah, there and do. be like, I was expecting to be like, wow, like this is the best burger I ever had. And it was like, yeah, it is like memory things because I think we even went there like after prom. Like that's where we went. It's uh, yeah, it's just nostalgic. Okay, that's that I think that's sense. why people hype it up so much. And then when you go no, over like to the, the like, and it's not there, it's like you miss it. You know. That makes perfect sense. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, get a little bit I don't. I don't get. I know some people like they get really mad about that, but it's nothing to get mad about. It's just um, it's just a culture thing. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm really, it's a burger. Okay, it's just a burger. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll okay. Back to the question. Yeah. Yeah. So we were talking about like Black Panther Party and like police and stuff like you know you know those, those heavy topics, and I just realized that um when when you when you when you have um like a personal situation in your life where that's like actually happened you know what i mean and it's how do i put this it's like the topic the topic got triggering like we started kind of like arguing not because we were mad at each other or because you know what i mean it, it had nothing to do with us it's just that there's still so much anger about the things that have happened, you know, like the personal stuff, like the past stuff, there's still baggage and everything like that. And I think the the thing about being in like, a, um, I guess any type of relationship with someone who's um, of African descent, I can't really, I can't really like speak for everyone else, but like just what I've, what I've noticed dating black men, it's like, you can't take, certain things personally you can't it's yeah, like that, that you need to like you need to quote that and like you can't yeah put that in the like on the woman's wall of where they look at every day and wake up <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very right. easy as a woman to be like excuse me you just disrespected me da, 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 da. like but if you if you really take the time to think about what's going on it's not personal it's um there's something you said or a topic that was brought up triggers can trigger somebody they might not know that that's their trigger this is a very complicated subject <laughs> no you're because, probably, um, that's in why no way reverse, you be disrespected you know what i'm saying and i make that very very clear like i'm sorry you're yelling at me and we're not x you know xyz but you do have to recognize that when someone has a trigger when something you said or again the topic you bring up triggers them and they take it out on you. It's not about you. It's they're mad about like what happened to them or 
um, what's going on and um, there's still feelings and emotions that they haven't dealt with. So like, and it happens with women too. It happens with women too. Like you could start talking about men to certain women or to any of us. And if there's some things that we haven't like dealt with, we could start taking it out on you. Now I just met you, you know, like this might like, or this happens with me and my fiance too. Like, um, I might be like, well, men, da 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 da, you know, and it ain't got, it has nothing to do with him. He's never did that, but past stuff. And especially what's going on uh, with the with the racial stuff, we have to be very careful about that. And I just wish that we were um, more aware of our triggers. <laughs> that makes that makes perfect sense. That makes yeah, because then we could we could just have better conversations and not think that we're attacking one another. Because not none of us, I don't think we want to attack one another. I feel like there's this thing like black men versus black women sometimes in America. I can't say for the Caribbean, you know, because I'm American. But I, I feel like in America, it's yeah, it's heavy. And he's not even carrying all the stuff that like American black men carry. But because he is a black man, there's still things that have happened to him with the French government, with co colonization, with things that, you know, I think a lot of um, African-Americans aren't aware of, are happening to other black people in the world. That's another thing that like, we need to educate ourselves on how it's not just us in so many different ways going through like, like I'm still seeing white Jesus in some people's houses type thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I feel like people have to travel like that. When you mentioned that, I feel like that's why I'm glad I went to the military. That humbled me a lot. Like, cause I got to wow, travel. Yeah, it is humbling. To, I got to see other countries. So I got to, I've, I've seen six-year-old girls standing out in Mexico by themselves asking for money. Like no oh, parents God. around, like no nothing. I've seen, you know, seven-year-old kids and um, like Haiti and different places just out there by themselves, you know, like trying to hustle, trying to do stuff. I'm like, so like, I feel like that, that humbled wow. me like so much. So I, like you said, I feel like people do have to open their eyes a little bit more. Yeah, you've seen way more than me. Just the just the few places I have been, though, it's definitely humbling. Yeah, yeah. So I I guess that's not really about the black man. That's more like black relationships. But yeah, I mean, but that, that was good. I feel like that. I mean, I feel like that was that was definitely good. I feel like that. I feel like I'm learning that myself because I feel like like you say it. Like you say, it's like when you don't deal with stuff. Like I'm I'm learning the hard way. Is like you know me like the way I think. Um, well, I don't want to really get off topic, but yeah, I, I just like, that's fine. like go. I'm, I'm so detrimental. I'm so detrimental in the way I think that, you know, it's like, I feel like, like every, like, I don't really take, I take stuff personal to a point where it's like, I feel like it's the end of the world. And then, you know, I make mistakes and things like that. Like if you, I feel like, you know, if you tell me this, like you want this or you don't want that and the way you say it or how it comes off. You know, because I feel like I feel like sometimes men have a hard time understanding women and women have a hard time understanding men. And I feel like we have a hard time expressing ourselves to each other that it just creates so much confusion that whenever, you know, like a woman tells you something, you're just like, okay, you know, it's the end of the world now. Like, <laughs> you know we need to like, talk. It's like, <laughs> you're like, well, now, like, and, and then like, and then you don't realize to afterwards that, you know, that's not what they meant. 
you know, they meant it this way, and you're like, you took it this way, so it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm battling with that too, trying to just be a little bit more understanding of women, because I feel like women are very complicated creatures. We are, definitely. <laughs> I agree with that 100%. So I, that makes perfect sense, so I, that's definitely a good way to put it. Yeah, we all definitely have a lot of, a lot of triggers, just being Black in this world, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like Connie. For your different like experiences really, I feel like honestly like shape you like how you grew up and like those relationships and how you saw them and um, those interactions and then what you personally experience. You know, because you can always have like a thought and an idea and then once you start like interacting with people, you're like, oh okay, like maybe like I need to change things up. Um, I guess just like from me personally, I'm maybe I was like very open person and kind of just like be understanding and be like yeah like you know kind of like I trust you until like I just can't and I, I had to learn like I have to put up boundaries like a lot sooner like I and not everyone is just like going in with good intentions and like I have to protect myself um which sometimes is like for me it's just like kind of it feels detrimental but at the same time it's helping because like if people like know like straight off like okay like this is something like I'm not gonna be okay with I'm like and then if it, like if that's what you want to do and it occurs well I'm just like okay well that's that's what it is and like kind of already had this discussion um but at the end of the day like I'm, I am someone that like I always kind of like want to work through things and so like coming into things like even if like I'm mad or angry or upset um I, at the end of the day, like, I kind of see, like, okay, like, this is something that like, I can get past and, like, work through, um, and it's not really the end of the world, unless, like, it is kind of, like, a situation where it's, like, okay, like, I, I personally do not need to be working through this, like, this is just, I'm going over and beyond <laughs> trying to, like, keep you in my life, and this is just toxic, so... Well, that's like my I don't know if I answered your question but um you definitely gave some good advice I'm not necessarily I do want you to kind of like I do want so what is your perspective on black men in America oh, okay. African oh okay yeah yeah I guess like having dated people that are Caribbean um or of different ethnicities and then dating and then my perspective on black men like friends and like having people of all different ethnicities. Um, I guess a lot of times, like, I think there's a lot of things that are misunderstood, like in a friend capacity, all like my black male friends are amazing. They're supportive. They're gonna be there for me. They root for me. Um, I see like what they're trying to do for themselves and like they want more for themselves and they want to better themselves. In the dating capacity, it's just like, I feel like there's a lot of unworthiness that they feel like maybe the ones that I've interacted with um and not necessarily the sense of feeling like they can have like the family marriage aspect it was like so it's like they settle for less and coming from a home I can, I can I, that's understandable yeah. yeah I guess like me coming from a home where my parents are still together I saw that as a reality and so I'm like well you don't need to settle for less. Like if that person isn't the one, like why are you still, 
Like, why would you even entertain it? Or why not just discuss that with her and say, like, okay, like, I want to get married one day. Or, like, make it work with that person if you do see it long-term with them rather than just being like, oh, well, this is not going to work anyways. I'm out. Or just to do things that break down the relationship and push, like, good people away. You know, because, like, maybe you're not used to someone that's understanding and there for you and listening to you and understands your plight and wants to support you and be the backbone and be out there with their fists up with you you didn't you don't understand that so it's like you kind of like neglect yourself with by not allowing them to be there so yeah I feel like Shy tells I don't know if you remember Shy but I feel like she tells me that all the time mm-hmm. like, it's like I feel like that's why like I feel like that's where a lot of our miscommunication comes from is the fact that like you say I feel like as a black man it's hard to appreciate the things we have because it's like I feel like it's like I don't know how to put it it's like it it feels like whenever we we get stuff or try to get stuff it's like I don't know how to word it it's like it's it's like I really don't know how to word it it's like whenever we I don't want to say brag or show off or like you know we show our accomplishments or we you know like okay this is good I feel like I really feel like it's, it's bash. Black men are bash for that. Like they're seeing like they're seeing that show offs or like like when black men show their money and stuff like that, or they're flashing money or they're doing this or like you know when they have like a lot of chains and stuff. You know they're just appreciative of what they got, and I feel like it's everyone bashes it. Other black men bash it. Women bash it. White people bash it. Well, I feel like white people don't really care. But I feel like and then like it's like they're told to be more like the white man. Like oh well the white man. Like, I just saw this black dude on TikTok today. He was talking about how Adam Sandler doesn't have, like, you know, $2,000 Burberry and stuff like that. And it's like, who cares? At the same, you know, it's like, like why tear down another man? Because he wants to wear 2000 Burberry. That's what he earned. And it's like, I'm not going to go spend my money on that. But if that's what another person wants to do with their money and their accomplishments, why can't we just celebrate it? Why can't we just appreciate what they're doing? You know, as long as their family is taken care of, like, I'm not gonna get mad at him because he like he doesn't owe me anything. You know he's not responsible for spending money on me. So yeah, I just well, like there's sometimes like if you look at pictures of people today and then people like your ancestors and like in Africa, sometimes like we're doing things that are just naturally like how we express ourselves. And so never thought about it that way. Yeah, it's like if you want to put me into this box where I don't you know wear things that are nice or. I'm not doing my hair in like a certain fashion and you're kind of wanting me to assimilate to white culture, you're further neglecting me from my roots and you're further pushing me away Thank from where you. I came from. And you're trying to make me seem like, oh, this is bad, this is negative, when this is who we are. And you kind of want to make that seem like, We've oh. We've always been, we always like looking good. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like it's our own race that's doing it though. Yeah. I feel like I mean, it's, like it's our own race that's doing it to each like, other. Yes, be in a good situation to do those things. Like don't be putting yourself into like a hole. But. <laughs> exactly. I feel like the downfall is it's us. Like we're the ones doing it. It's not, you don't see white people on TikTok talking about how black people dress or saying, why are you black guys flashing your money? It's other black people doing it. It's other black people bashing each other. Like I say, it's other black men commenting on or like, and like I say, it's, it's not all black women, but there's a lot of black women who just talk, who just degrade black men 
who it's appreciate life, you know, who are just yeah. like like they they talk so negatively about when a black man, I like when a black man, you know, shows that he's doing good in life, it's like, okay, if you're not, if you're doing good in life and you're not, and there's not a woman by your side doing good with you, or you're not, you know, you're not taking your good deeds and giving it all to a woman, I feel like that black man is not appreciated. He's not giving the appreciated from women that he deserves because it's like, okay, you got all this good stuff. Where's a woman at? Why you don't have a, a black queen by your side? Why you don't have this? And it's like, well, you know, maybe I'm working on it. Maybe I do have one and I just don't show her. Or maybe, you know, I'm not ready for that. But I feel like he's not appreciated as much as if he was had doing all that stuff and had a woman by his side, like a little baby. People loved him when Jada was by his side. Now, oh, he's this, he's that. He's, you know, it's like, you don't hear people, you don't hear those same people talking about how you don't hear those same women bragging on little baby. Now they're all on Jada's side, like, oh, Jada, she's better without a man. She's this. And like, they're, they're kind of like, they're, they're bringing her up and at the same time inadvertently throwing shade on him. Yeah, she's doing good in life. Let's appreciate that. But why you got to throw shade on, on the Black man? Because they're not together anymore. You know, it's like... Well, I think people are just perpetuating their own situations a lot of times and like you have enough negative experiences you're like well this happened to me so this dude probably isn't good either <laughs> you kind of just want to continue to perpetuate that cycle rather than like we don't even really believe in therapy a lot and so like getting us together to be like okay like like maybe like let's try to like have our communities come together and support each other and i want to go to therapy that's that's one thing i that's on my like to-do list like in january i'm, I'm gonna go i'm gonna start going to therapy yeah i think i need it i need it i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but no no, no you're fine yeah i mean i definitely need therapy yeah i mean i think like you don't even realize it's like how are we supposed to fix something like your mental state when you don't even realize like that it's being detrimental and you don't have someone to help guide you in that form. You just have everyone else around that has the same mentality as you. Like, how are you ever going to push forward and move forward? And it's like, you definitely do have to find people that, you know, have the right intentions when you do talk to them because that. I do want to say though, like um, there, and you know, you don't have to believe this or, or not, like stories are stories, but I heard someone teaching um, like this, like back in the ancient, ancient days when, you know, Africa was a monarch, not a monarchy, a matriarchy, like the women were running things. Mm -hmm. And supposedly the men got jealous and um, they called the women the Sybils. I don't know if you guys know about the Sybils or not. And um, these Sybils were like prophetic women. Like before the Bible, like supposedly Bible, Sybil, like it, the Bible is kind of based off of these women, the Sybils. The men got jealous. This is before, you know, colonialism, all that stuff. The, they got jealous and they basically had war against the, mon the matriarchy and they burned a lot of the Sybils' books, a lot of their knowledge, their, yeah, yeah. And so, it, and you know, it's just, you know, you can believe it or not, but supposedly this war between like black men and black women is like <laughs> from ancient, ancient, 
you know, like the men not feeling like they were um, put up into such high regards at the time. And then the, the women feeling like that, you know, that the men took something from them because of the jealousy and the, and the greed and um, just burning everything down. When the truth is, is that everybody, we're both equal. We're just different, you know? And so when I think about that, I'm like, wow, like that, that is interesting. That, that is, that, that definitely, that is definitely interesting. It's, it's just interesting to think about, like, this could be something that's way beyond our parents, our grandparents' slavery, like, way beyond our time. But it's I mean, like how people think about, like, people I've, during happened slavery to, were getting uh, married, though. With, so. uh, with white men, white women, just all that. Like, how are we still, like, battling one another? It's just, yeah. So... I agree. That makes perfect sense. And that's why I was just saying, it's like, when you go through that, like you were saying, all of that, it makes it hard to appreciate, you know, when someone is giving you that, when it's, when you meet someone who is, you know, showing you they love you, like appreciating everything you do and like caring for you. It's like, I don't want to say it's kind of like a, um, like a mirage per se, but it's like, you know, should I believe this? Is this real? You know, it's like, how can I, like, I want to appreciate it, but it's like, I'm so used to not being appreciated. I'm, you know, it's like I don't really know how to feel. <laughs> you feel me? It's like, you know, it's like I, I wanna, I wanna just give in and like, you know, like take it. Like a person told me, like, you know, before, like I don't know how to be loved. Mm. I think I, like that's something I had to understand, like especially like initially, like going into things and being so giving and like upfront and like yeah like this is gonna be great and like whatever you need like I'm gonna be there that like some it takes people time like I mean like usually for me like it takes me time I usually I'm friends with people first I'm like but when I get to that point I'm like okay it's been enough time but I'm like not necessarily like the other person is going to be there in the same timing as you and you have to give them that space to get to that place too and you never know how long that's going to take someone so it's like if you do choose to go on that journey with them, you kind of have to be understanding of their pacing and timing. And it's like, okay, if I really do care, like maybe I can't just be overflowing of all like, of these of yeah, these things. Make, like it might be just overwhelming. You know, that definitely makes perfect sense. Yeah, Ashe, we cannot hear you. I'm just wondering, like, how you took that. When somebody like when somebody tells you something like that, like I don't know, oh, I've never heard something like how, that. So I'm just like, whoa, like that's that's deep. You talking about that? Oh, I don't know how to love comment. No, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you don't know how to be loved. Is that what you? Yeah. I, I took like I said I always like when people tell me stuff I always try to put myself in their shoes and then, I, I believe it you know I, I feel like you know that's why I've made mistakes I feel like that's why I've gotten myself into situations you know I shouldn't be into because it's like you say it's like it, it's hard to know what's real and then like I, I told you my, my my train of thought and thinking is like I take everything so detrimental so you know you feel me like if you tell me like you need space I'm like dang you feel me like like my, my mindset it just goes into like the instant like 
You feel me? Like, what's wrong? Like, it's just so negative. And then, and like I said, I think it's because like I said, I'm still learning how to be loved. And like I say, past experiences, things I've been through, things I've seen people go through. And I feel like that's why I want to go to therapy because I feel like it has a lot to do. I feel like my dad leaving and not being a part of my life, I feel like that plays a huge part into that as well. You know, it's yeah. like it's a combination of everything. So it's like, I, I I would agree with them. You know, I would agree with them. It's like, you know, cause I, I've had people come into my life, you know, who try to give me their love. And, you know, like I, I just wasn't ready for it. And I feel like that's caused like, oh my gosh <laughs> that's caused so much you know havoc and things like that and i just feel like you know because i give a lot of love like i know i'm people are i'm good at doing that or i try to do that you know i'm always giving 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 to everybody else that i i just don't know how to receive like i don't know how to take stuff from other people like so so like do you feel like you've ever like been able I feel to that. you gotta get more your energy oh yo because you deserve <laughs> to receive like you can't receive oxygen. You're not and that's gonna what people tell me all the time, but it's it's hard. You know, it's hard. It is hard. It is tough. Yeah, yeah. I'm I think society trained us to kind of like just keep going, keep going, hustle, 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 work, 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 do for exactly. others. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, Mother Earth wants to give you like apples and fruit and <laughs> water, clean water. Like Mother Earth wants to make sure you're good, you know. Dang, I feel that. That hit home too. You were about to say something, um, Sakani? No, I was gonna ever ask like if you just had been to the point where you're just in love, where you're not thinking about like all the little things, you know, and you're just able to like receive and give and it's like it's not like a whole like song and dance type. It's just like you're you're in it and you're accepting whatever is coming to you and you're also giving whatever you feel like is coming to you and it's being reciprocated. I would say yeah, yes. But like I say that's and that's the tough part because it's like you know, you get to that point where it's comfortable and that's what's taking place. But then, like I say, something happens and then it's just instant detrimental. Like, it's instant, like, yeah. you feel me? Like, yeah, I get you. I mean, like, definitely. And that's why I'm going to stop drinking, too. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to drink, like, champagne and wine and stuff, but I'm, I'm done drinking hard liquor because I don't think straight when I drink hard liquor and I don't act how I'm supposed to act. So. None of us yeah. do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done drinking hard liquor, but yeah, I would definitely say it's, I don't know, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. Yeah. I gotta go, you guys. I gotta eat dinner with my family. Okay. Have a good yeah. night. Thank you good so night. much. It was. I'm gonna follow you on Instagram. Okay, awesome. Okay, then. Did you Enjoy your dinner. Huh? So what? We got it, we got it. Yeah, never mind. What, what was your daughter's Instagram? Um, okay. Adeline. Adeline Amaya. Okay, got it. Cool. I'm going to save the chat. I have it. Wait, I'm going to follow right now. I'd be so, if I get too far away from something, I'd be like, what? <laughs> A-D-A-L-Y-N-A-M-I-H. 
third period. You okay, babe? Is it a birthday party? You can do food away. If you finish with it. So cute. Okay, I got it. All right. Well, thank you, you know, for like taking your time and coming on with us and like sharing. I'm like, I enjoy doing this. I feel like it like provides me like deeper connections with people or just gives me like that time and space to like maybe like ask questions I wouldn't ask in normal life. And you got to ask some questions too. Um, I really appreciate that. That makes perfect sense. And I appreciate y'all for having me. Like I say, it was definitely cool. I enjoyed it. Like yeah. I told you, I like to talk. <laughs> I like to talk. Uh, I love talking to people. Like I think that's that's why I want to do a podcast as well. Cause I like talking about stuff. I like talking about hard topics and I like talking in an environment where people are listening and able to provide able to like able to have a conversation and it not just be a bunch of people talking over each other. If that makes yeah. sense. Like it's formal and formal. It's like I get to talk, you guys listen, you guys get to talk, I listen. We're really you gonna go watch it with him i'm sorry <laughs> but yeah I, I really like that i appreciate you for having me uh, like i say it's definitely definitely good time yeah is there anything else you want to say or were there anything like off camera you want to like okay. um i don't necessarily have anything else for the podcast i truly appreciate it like i said shout out to coexix podcast like i say number one coming up yeah <laughs> um follow visions elevated follow Adeline Amaya, that's my daughter, Adeline underscore Amaya, um, her first and middle name, that's my daughter. Um, like I said, I'm truly thankful for Sakani for having me, and Ashe has been a blast, it's been a great time, like I say, got to talk about a lot, got deep, <laughs> yeah. and so that was, that was it, I thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to Coexist Podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Also, remember to follow us on Instagram at coexist.podcast and look for us on YouTube.